0: You're listening to a Ben's Town and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Welcome to Run It Again. Now here's Ron Pitts with the coach Mike
1: Martz. Since this feels like you know DB bashing day, since we're beating up on 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 me, you know, like you always like to whoa, do.
0: Whoa, it. whoa, whoa, Ron, we're like this. We're like this, Ron. We're like <laughs> this. Yeah, I,
1: I know, I know. <laughs> but you made me think of something. You made me think of uh, you made me think of this kid Kevin King, number twenty for the Green Bay Packers cornerback and he had a play during the nfc championship game against the bucks that i think i still have nightmares about about not ever having and if you recall it was toward the the end of the half and it looked like uh brady and the bucks were just gonna kneel it out or maybe throw something short over the middle and attempt a long field goal And they had actually, offense had actually walked off the field, Mike, if you recall. I did, man. And, and yeah. And he came back on the field late and then threw that ball over the kid's head for a touchdown to Scotty Miller. And I, you know, and and I know there's so much more to a play than, than just one thing and what, what you see, right? We, we know that. Okay. But I know this, regardless of what I'm told by my coach, eight seconds left on the clock. And they're, they're, they're hanging around midfield. I, I'm going to work from the worst case scenario back. The worst thing I can do is give up a bomb for a touchdown. The second worst thing I can probably do is get beat on a long pattern uh, against my coverage. In other words, get beat in the coverage in an area where the, you can't get beat. All right. But then they take a field goal and, you know, have a field goal attempt. So that that's, so when I saw that, I was really, that just kind of summed up to me where green Bay was at in that game. And there's so many other factors involved. You know, there's so many other things that go on, you know, Devontae Adams drops a backdoor fade the decisions on the goal line with Rogers. And I'm sure you've got your, your, your thoughts on that one. There's so many other factors, but that one right there told me, Hmm. You you guys you guys aren't ready to play and and sure enough the um, the Buccaneers were ready to play and they're going to the Super Bowl so
0: you know I, I knew when that happened I was sitting next to Julie I said Julie we're gonna talk this be the first time because <laughs> right now he'll talk for two days about this it's gonna drive him nuts you know and rightfully so they they put the little receiver in there and he, he looked like a spider monkey such a little skinny guy you know but he came rolling off that ball now. It shocked him. He, he didn't expect that. So, you know, it's here at it his NFC championship game. You shouldn't be shocked by anything. Shouldn't be shocked a, by anything. A, a right. game. And like we used to say, he's asleep at the wheel. You know, he just, oh, yep. it's just, it, you know, that's just not championship football. But their whole approach to that game was kind of benign, I thought. I, I thought that they were real tentative in their game plan. Yeah. Um, I, I, the Bucs just clamped them down, they couldn't get off of them. And yeah. they had nowhere to go with the ball a lot. And when that happens, to me, when that happens, that's why the tailback has got to be such a great answer because that's the matchup you want. You know, yeah. the tailback on – got to have a great receiver in, in your pocket, you know, uh, that can work a linebacker. And that yeah. he'll save you in a lot of those situations.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but the kid, like you said, you can't be surprised by anything. And he was surprised. And I don't know why he was – I was surprised that he was surprised. I I don't I don't I still don't understand it. I don't know that they ever showed a uh, like an all 22 of what the coverage was. I just saw uh, replays of him chasing the receiver and in chase position, which he should never be in chase position. I can understand contesting a ball deep ball down the field and you're in phase and in position to, to contest it. But he was like he was running trail. I, I, right. I don't understand what was going on everywhere else.
0: Here's what happened. And you know the basis of man-to-man coverage is you don't peek. Right? You yeah. don't peek. When you when you when that receiver comes off the ball, you can't start peeking inside. And, you know, I'm sure he felt like the ball was going to hand it off and and maybe to his side and he just wanted to come out and make the tackle. Yeah. And for a brief moment there, he peeked, and then it was uh-oh. And then. Oh, yeah. And he couldn't yeah. have thrown a better ball, by the way. Oh, the ball, the
1: ball's on the money. And, you know, Brady's numbers weren't great. Um, if we're going to talk quarterback rating, he had like a, a 73 rating and threw three interceptions. Usually, Mike, you don't survive a championship game when your quarterback throws three interceptions, no, no matter what else happens. But he was good when he had to be good. And the ball was on the money when it had to be on the money and and defense. I think you talked about this defense playing better and better and better. And I they, I thought the front four dominated the game.
0: I thought that was the best defensive performance of the year by anybody. I know, such, which I, Again, such a phenomenal offense to shut him down to 200 yards right. of offense was pretty remarkable. And clamp right. those receivers, Adams couldn't get off. You know, they tracked him all over the place. He couldn't get free and he won't. You know, he, he's comfortable throwing him the ball. He threw the ball out there a couple of times. He had no business doing it, but he's yeah. just trying to get him the ball, and he couldn't get him the ball.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Under under 50% and under 200 yards for the day. That's just so atypical, two picks by him. It uh, You know, Rodgers, that was – and a lot of that is just guys just not making plays, and they look stunned to me. I, I just think that the game is a little more physical and fast than what they expected.
1: No, that's right. Yeah. They, they The Buccaneers came up there and punched them in the mouth. And, and that's that's exactly right. Uh, those two little linebackers, Levante David and Devin White are, are something else. And Devin White looks like the Tasmanian devil. I he does. He's, something
0: he's, else. He's, yeah. uh, he's one of my favorite players in the league right now. I just I love uh, he's kind of a. Uh, the prototypical way of playing that position, he really is. Regardless yeah. of the size and whatnot, he's so physical and fast. When he pulls the trigger, boy, he's there on the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah. And our audience, uh, our viewers, listeners, they they may not know Tasmanian Devil that term, but just Google it. You'll it takes you back a little bit. But uh, for for guys like me and Mike, we we know who that is. So, hey, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, you know, numbers wise. He had twelve rushes, <clears throat> excuse me, fifty-five yards, okay, one touchdown, but it felt like he did way more than that. And I know he, he dropped one or two swing passes or balls out there, but he had the big runs when he needed the big runs, especially down by the goal line.
0: Well, he he had some yards after initial contact which, that was amazing. Yeah, you know, he dragged four or five guys another four yards on critical downs in there, and that's. You know, when you're talking about attitude and championship football, the the difference between that and the corner on the outside, I mean, there's a difference in attitude and approach to that game completely.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, again, Kevin King got ran over in the goal line on that one. So that was just another part of his, his day. Um, Hey, Chris Godwin. Okay. You know, everyone talks about Mike Evans, Mike Evans, Mike Evans, but, Chris Godwin had 99 yards receiving in the first half. So, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about one corner, but that that entire secondary, they picked on another kid too, I believe number 38. Uh, I think it was Williams. They, they picked on him early as well. So they they in their scouting report, they knew who they wanted to go after, and they went after him.
0: They did. And I think that they were – it looked to me like uh... – Green Bay may have been a little predictable in offense and Tampa yeah. Bay had to work on them. And I think that's, you know, on the other side of that, I don't know that uh, they could ever get a feel for Tampa Bay on offense. And so Tampa Bay started moving the ball around and found receivers that maybe were dormant there for a while, you know, all of a sudden they're showing up and, you know, they're mm-hmm. obviously Green Bay is trying to play the, the numbers on that thing, and when you go against the numbers, it shakes things up a little bit, which is what I've always believed.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, I I thought that uh, the Packers. My concern about the Packers coming into this game, which kind of all season was their defense. Uh, earlier in the year, Dalvin Cook went in there and and rolled up 200 yards rushing on them, and it, it looked like they'd shored that up a bit. But now they went back to the old Green Bay defense. And I, I know, you know Patton, the defensive coordinator, they're going to be on his head. You know, it looked like he, he had swam to safety for a second. But now I think he's back out in the, the shark waters. So what happens now in Green Bay? What happens with Rodgers? What happens with uh, the defensive coordinator? What, what happens if you're Matt LaFleur? What do you? What's going on in his head? Do you think?
0: I'd be more concerned about what's happening with the quarterback's head, you know, Rodgers, but and Matt Lafleur. I don't know how much uh, input he has to any of that, but uh, and, and even the coaching changes. That the inconsistency of intensity of that defense is troublesome to me. Yeah, um, I watched the safeties earlier in that game, and they had a chance to come up, and blow a play up, and and they didn't. They just didn't do it. Yeah. They just came up and put his head down and missed, and they just didn't fit to run real well at times, and they just looked disjointed. Uh, didn't look like championship football to me.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, the Buck safeties were were lights out. I mean that that uh, they were coming up and just pounding people. Um, they lost. They lost. They lost Winfield Jr. Okay, they lost him early in the deal um they lost him before the game actually so he he couldn't he couldn't make it but the right. other safety well whitehead he he came in there and he was just cracking guys he's actually the one who hit Aaron Jones and put him out of the game and I, and and I was out,
0: didn't he didn't he yeah go?
1: yeah I mean he came in you know another thing too Mike if you watch that team tackle they all hit low they hit down you know they get down around your 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 pads and thigh pads and knee pads. They're, they're, they're a low strike cut tackle type team. There's no fighting and, you know, doing all that old uh, training camp drill stuff. They they get people down the ground
0: and they wrap you up, you know, they're downhill tack, hard tackling, hard nose. They both sides of the ball in that game. That game was the most impressive to me in terms of coaching because they were ready to play. They had their intensity and, yeah, you know, they're dialed in with game plans on both sides of the ball. I thought it yeah. was just a great performance by them.
1: Yeah, they were. They were. They're right. They're dialed in. Uh, Todd Bowles got to give Todd Bowles credit. Absolutely, um, no yeah. matter what. I, he called it a great game plan, and I I think some credit probably goes to uh, Byron Leftwich as well. The offensive coordinator. It was a really good. I thought it was a good run-pass mix all around. Brady executed it, it but
0: it was. I, I think. Um, I think towards the end there, they did some things to him defensively that they should have done earlier. They came off of both edges on Brady, and knowing yeah. full well that one of them is going to come free, that he's going to have to get the ball out. I saw and that, it, and it yes. shook him up. And both those were air balls that he just threw up in the air. I know. Had they done that early in the game, who knows how that game? Because they never really fixed that. Yeah. And uh, and that's that. His the end of the game, he was awful.
1: Yeah, he was. was awful. No. He was Mike, and I could see that happen. I thought, and I'm sure a lot of other people thought, "Oh, well, if Rogers just gets the ball back and uh, has a chance, you know, they're going to Green Bay is going to go down and, and punch him out because it looks set up to that." So that that, and we'll talk about Brady a little bit more here in, in a second as we get into the Super Bowl matchup. But let me let me jump to this, the play uh, in the end zone, you know, down the red zone there with Green Bay. Uh, they're down by eight. Uh, you know they're, they're, they've got a four down situation. Looking at them, um, Rodgers decides not to, to scramble for what looked like he could have maybe he scored or gotten think he very scored. close. I I thought he was going to take off, but he doesn't. And after the game, he said something interesting. He said, "You know, I uh, had I known that there was a field goal." possibility here i i you know i think we would have called up a different set of plays or i maybe would have done something different how much of that is real and how much of that is just a reaction to you know a disappointing loss
0: well i think it's very real <clears throat> i don't know that that was communicated to him and yeah. you have to tell him you know we're this two down territory or it is it you know yeah. um i think he felt like he was getting another down at it and you know, I, I think that's really important stuff in critical situations before the game. A quarterback and the play caller or head coach, they've got to kind of have the same train of thought about things. Yeah. And I, I do think that uh, that there was a little disconnect there in terms of what they're going to do. And I think it might have been a bit of a knee jerk uh, on the head coach's, uh, you know, on his part in terms of trying to kick the field goal. I, I don't understand it, but, you know, that's yeah. the way it goes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, and what I was saying to some people is that you got to remember now a two point conversion is not a, a, a given. No. A two point conversion is like scoring a second touchdown. That's the way I've always looked at it. Just, it's yeah. not an easy
0: play. So, no, it's a very difficult play. It's less yeah. than 50% in terms of success. So, yeah. But, you know, to me, if if you go for it and you don't get it, you put the defense in the same situation, but you got them down on the eight yard line now. Exactly, and you exactly. still have that two-minute uh, timeout, and then three timeouts. So you still have four ways to stop the clock. So you get really another run at it with better field position. So really, kicking the field goal didn't make any sense. That see, from
1: that standpoint, it didn't. It 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 did not at all. You know, and and then they never. And I knew they weren't going to get the stop. The, either way, they had to get a stop, and they never got the stop.
0: But they hadn't really stopped them yet. So they,
1: and they didn't stop them all game. See, that's what would have kept me from kicking the field goal is that we're not stopping Brady right now, even though, you know, like you said, in the big, they started to do a couple things and he started to look a little different, but I would have said, like you said, you're backed up.
0: Go ahead, take your shot at him. Now this is, this is maybe the chance you're (laughs) looking for. You don't get it. Then, you know, Brady's (laughs) on the eight yard line having to come out of there and grind it up. You know, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but if you stop him, you've got your, you know, you you got the timeouts in that two minute deal and they used during that course, that drive, but you're in great field position and trying to get down there and get another one. That's right. That's exactly right. No, no, no. So, I,
1: think,
0: I think what he did, I think what he did is a kind of a knee-jerk reaction to it. I, I I feel like, you know, they were down there earlier in the game and kicked a field goal. They had three straight uh, incompletions to Adams. Yeah. And you yeah. could just see their frustration. They, yeah. just, they get down there and just say, yeah, we'll get this done kind of thing, you know, just a matter of fact. And you know, it wasn't, and I think it yeah. shook him up. And then yeah. to go 0-3 um, on that last series, now you're looking at four. That's six downs that you couldn't get in the end zone. Yeah. Maybe he just felt like, yeah, I better get three points anyway and then hope for the best.
1: Yeah, he, he kind of did what I, what I saw Sean McDermott do is he took his points. But I think you get to a point where you can't take the points anymore. You've got to take the touchdown. Yeah.
0: Well, I think when you're playing Kansas City, you don't take the points. You try and get chunks because that's yeah. the only way you're going to stay in the game. Yeah. That was, to me, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. But he's by textbook football. I mean, head coaching 101, That's what you do. But yeah, well, when you're chasing Kansas City, field goals aren't going to get it done.
1: Well, let's move on to that game. So you know, Bucks will, will play the Chiefs, and and they'll be at home. <laughs> Damn, but that's weird. But um so. Yeah, that game I, I just saw a lot of weapons on the field, and Mahomes, uh, bad toe or no, no bad toe concussion or no concussion, he was still Mahomes, still effective. I just Mike, I just saw too much speed, and I saw matchup issues everywhere, and I knew Buffalo's defense wasn't as good as they want to believe they are because Lamar Jackson bailed them out, and you're not going to get bailed out with a one hundred. Three yard interception return for a touchdown every game.
0: No, and I think uh, the quarterback for the first time he looked like his first year. He he did not look good at all in this game. And his yeah. he came out and I because I know what the play is. It's a real simple play. It's a it's an yeah. option route to the slot and against cover two you fade the outside receiver and try to stretch him to the sideline and give the option a chance to break out. And he had him. He had him dead to rights. He tried to throw it in there and almost got a pick. And then yeah. his first three or four throws were like four or five feet over the head of the receivers. And he was he he wasn't he, the look on his face, I just didn't like it. It's just big. All the other games were big games. This was real big and it got to him. Because <laughs> he had yeah. the big eyes, as you like to call it. You know,
1: have you uh how many situations have you been in
0: like that with quarterbacks? Um a couple, uh, when I was in Chicago, we had a, our third quarterback come in in the NFC Championship game because the other two guys were out. Yeah. And he came in in and, and the first series or so. I thought his eyeballs were going to pop out of his head. But he, he did a marvelous job for us. I was really proud of him, but just wasn't enough. But I, I've seen yeah. it happen occasionally. But usually, you know, to me, and that's the mark of a, being a great player. Now hopefully this will never happen to him again. He's been there, he's dealt with it. And that should never happen again. That yeah. should go down deep inside of him and be a motivation the rest of his life.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they showed the pictures of of uh, Diggs, Stefan Diggs after the game, being the only Bill on the field, and he's just standing there watching the Chiefs celebration. And it they, you know, the memes that are circulating, the SpongeBob memes are absolutely hilarious of this. But I you know, I Okay, so I guess the the caption should read, Savon Diggs will use this for motivation, and he'll remember this every rep he takes in the weight room and every sprint he runs and yada, 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 yada. But you know what? When you're there, you don't know if you're coming back. Yeah, And yeah. yeah. the quarterback, he had a couple statements yesterday. Said, "Oh, we're definitely coming back." And that like, oh.
0: doesn't work like that.
1: Oh, three three of the worst like words that. you can say in the NFL. I'll be back. Well, maybe no, it
0: doesn't work like that. No, no, no. Because you know the roster changes about a third every year for every team, and yeah. your the personality of that team continues to morph. And you know, maybe he gets injured. Now, you don't. There's so many factors that you don't know. You just take it day by day, like you've always done. And, and uh, so what the Chiefs have done, they don't assume, assume anything. And there's an assumption there that because they were good this year, they will be good next year. It just doesn't work like that.
1: All right, Coach, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Run It Again after this message. Courageous is a word that describes America's veterans. Sadly, another word we can use is homeless. During this crisis, many veterans are living on the street. You can help. Donate at CardboardToHeadboard.org. Welcome back. Here's Ron Pence with the coach, Mike Mars. First of all, I want to talk about the Kansas City defense. Um, and I, and I, I should have brought this up with Green Bay. And I'll just get to it now so I don't forget it. Green Bay didn't have uh, Shane Biot, uh, uh, Bakhtiari, the left tackle. He's been out for a couple of weeks. And they move some people around and they got by, OK, during the, the game with the Rams and people thought, hey, man, you know, that was Aaron Donald, a great Rams defense, blah, 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 blah. But they were banged up. But this game, I don't think they they hit it so well. And I think that left side became a little bit of an issue, as did some of the rest of the offensive line. But now Kansas City has got the same type of issue. Uh, they've got their starting two left tackles, Mike, out of this one. Eric Fisher uh, ruptured or, or, or tore his Achilles in this last game against Buffalo. So he's gone. He's on IR. Mitch Schwartz uh, is, is, is on IR with a back. So now, you know, they've, they've got all of a sudden they've got some dancing to do to get this offensive line right, especially on the corners.
0: Well, I've been through that. And our Super Bowl against New England. Our right tackle went down uh, two weeks, three weeks before the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he was down and with a real bad knee. And we brought a guy in off the street, Rod Jones, and he'd never played. And he played in the NFC Championship and played really I remember
1: well. this. Oh,
0: man. But yeah. was I why we remember. lost the game, really. I mean, he yeah, was a simple linebacker blitz on the right side that he's supposed to fan and pick up. He panicked and stepped down to block the end. Guy comes free, hits Kurt. Ball goes in the air, and it's a pick six.
1: I remember that and we lost the
0: game. It's one of the ways that. we lost the game. You know, I mean, we had th- three turnovers that they got all their points on. So, I mean, as, in, in Rod's defense, I mean, he'd been on the street for a long time, and so he's trying to get assimilate all this in a matter of two weeks. And we didn't have two weeks for the Super Bowl; just had one.
1: Oh, that so, was uh, yeah, that's because of nine eleven. Yeah, so yeah, they, that.
0: all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, just it just takes one play of a miscommunication or just not knowing when you get somebody that hasn't been with you for a while and it's not their fault. They, they just they haven't been with you. They, you know, they those things that should just be automatic, you don't think about and you just do, yeah. he hesitated, boom, here comes a guy and, and makes the hit. So I can't stress to you how hard that is on an offense, particularly on the left side. Yeah. how, it, how- it will affect it.
1: It will affect the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was uh, I, I don't want to say I was impressed by Kansas City, but I was impressed by Kansas City because <laughs> every time I watch him, I'm more impressed. Tyreek Hill is a problem. He's been a problem. He's going to be another problem. Uh, I don't know how they're going to match up with this. As much as I like the Bucks' defense, they're going to have to figure out which world do you want to live in? Do you want to live in the matchup world where we get everybody covered down to the best of our ability? And even that's going to be tough. Or do we want to live in uh, the the pressure and stop the run world, and and keep Mahomes in the pocket? You get, they got to make a choice.
0: You know, I, anytime Emmy gets in a a series of zone defenses against Mahomes, it's just like you're playing nine. You're playing seven on seven. He just he yeah. just he rips you apart. He just rips you. Yeah. Provided he's got protection and. And that's the danger of that, you know. And and if you make him make these great throws, I just somehow I just believe you got to get after him. He's just new. And I watched the Buckners their pass rush against Green Bay. The Green Bay offensive line did a phenomenal job at the end of the game. There, they really did. Yeah. But that that front on Green Bay now, I, I mean, uh, on the Bucks, had defensive front the way they're playing with those linebackers. I think I think they'll dial some things up potentially. Can't say he's not seen and. And yep. they have to do that. They're going to have to be a little creative with it because Kansas City will be creative. But you cannot sit back and respond to what you see. You've got to create on defense in this game. You have to create, knowing full well that by doing that, you you may give up a couple of big plays, but ultimately you have a chance of getting turnovers and stopping them. But to sit in the zone and sit back there, and hopefully your front four guys will get there. Yeah, that bus left a long time room.
1: <laughs> That's a great point, Mike. So in other words, you you've got to. A... You've got to drop your, uh, your peanuts and you got to be aggressive,
0: right? You do. you do. Show him stuff that he's not seen before. You know, show Pulitzer come over there and, and you know, you can't let Edwards O'Leary get going. You know, it just yeah. – and I think what will, will be hard for Kansas City is the, the physical and speed part of their game. Uh, I think that the strength, of course, of Kansas City offense and, and really the strength right now of the Bucs, to be honest with you, is the defense.
1: Yeah, and I think that's is. a
0: that's going to be a great matchup to watch. But it'll be a big heavyweight bout. They'll slug that one out, and yeah. I want to watch those linebackers from from uh, um, the Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> they're kind of my favorite right now.
1: That's going to be interesting. Now that this is this is what should should have happened. This this is the right offense versus the right defense. You know, at least toward the end, end part of the season. So this will this will be fun. Kansas City, um, let me go back to the receivers and the matchup issues. So you know about Tyreek Hill. You know about uh, Kelsey, their problems. Kelsey leads the team uh, during the regular season in the receiving. Um, McCole Hardman is a smaller version, but no less as quick as Tyreek Hill. That's a matchup problem. Um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're the Buccaneers... How how do you, how do you play this game? Do you play it full on pressure, pressure, pressure and lock everyone up? Or do you play it uh, like you, well, you just said zones have a tendency to get people in trouble against this team.
0: I do think that the zone dogs are something that you're going to be involved with. Uh, You got to have a, a deep player. You have to have him deep, you know, and potentially two guys deep, but um you cannot let him know what the defense is at the snap. Yeah. I, I just think you have to show him something and do, you know, show an overload, but come the other side kind of a thing. And uh, you can't line up in a defense and, and, and just play, it's just not going to work. He'll yeah. kill you. So, and they're just too good at what they do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Chris Jones, number 95. Okay. defensive tackle. He has come on and become a beast. I've watched Mike, I watched three films. I just, I just picked random regular season games from the Chiefs this past season. And he did a swim move on three different guys, and it all looked the same. You know, you remember what Jumpy Gathers used to do to guys oh, yeah. with yeah, the forklift? Yeah, you yeah. know, he put them back on skates, back into the quarterback's lap. Well, this guy's doing the same thing, but with the swim move, real quick. And I I haven't seen anyone stop him yet.
0: I, I gotta tell you real quick. I'm sorry, I gotta tell you this real yeah. quick story. <laughs> Chuck Knox. Chuck Knox George was our George was our defensive line coach in my one of my first meetings in at the Rams in LA. he stopped the meeting. He Now, George, George, before they pull the plug on me up at the home, can I see just one swim move out of our defensive lineman? Yeah, coach, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. George, George, come out to practice, do swim, 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 move. Swim, move. <laughs> then, as soon as you walk away, he just he do what he wanted to do, you know? So, but every time I hear a swim move, I, I just think of that comment one swim move before they pull the plug on me up at the home, you know?
1: Man, that's great. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the, you know, the, the, the great Chuck Knox, you know, resting, resting. Piece, uh, He, he had some, uh, he had some one-liners. Oh, he he did. had some
0: one-liners, but he, you know, the, the swim move is great. Is it occasionally, but boy, you get caught in a swim move and uh, oh, you get no, it's over. There. Yeah. Yeah, no, it,
1: it's over. But anyway, so he's, he's playing really well down in there. Frank Clark, uh, he's playing well also, you know, he, I think he led the team in sacks uh, this past game and, and the honey badger, Tyron Matthew. Okay. So, they're using him uh, to apply pressure, and there they, it is so effective because he—he's just being disruptive. Mike, right? he'll come from the edge. He'll come from the let like, slot blitz inside where he, you know, almost like a, a uh, what do you call that? A TE stunt. But now he's the E coming inside on, with the corner or, or safety blitz, and he's effective and he's tenacious and he's a nasty little guy. So. You know they've got some uh, – has got some things going with this defense here.
0: Well, Spags, I think will go to school at the end of that uh, Green Bay game, <clears throat> and I, I do yeah. believe that you're going to see some some violent rushes off the edge at uh, at Brady. And yeah, uh, yeah, you know he's, you know they're going to try and make him hold the ball until they can get there as much as he can. And they'll clamp him down. Yeah, they'll definitely clamp him down, but. I just think you have to play some work in, in a different ways that you've never done before, and yeah. you know, just kind of confuse them a little bit, you know, yeah. and and uh, try to get to Tom. And I think that I think they can do that. I think it'll be a, it's going to be tough sledding for them. Yeah. Hey,
1: when you've got a game at home like this, and I I don't know, there's been a couple couple situations like the Rams back in the seventies. Played a game in the Rose Bowl, but that really wasn't their home. It wasn't the Coliseum, but it still was in L.A. Um, and there's been some other instances of games fairly close to a team's natural home site. How do you attack this as the coach for that, that home team, Mike? Because I, now I feel like the comfort level changes. And you know how guys, you don't, you don't want guys to be too comfortable. You know, you don't want them to be, uh, not a distractions increase, um, there are some good things to it. You get to pr- practice in your own facility. I, I, I would believe you're the NFC team. You get to your NFC's home city facility, which is yours, so that's probably a good thing. But how do you handle the rest of that stuff?
0: See what you just said. I think is the most important factor of all that they're at home and their and their own lockers, their own. You know, at during the regular week, they're you know even that extra week they get with all the celebration and whatnot. They're still home, you know, and. You don't have to pack up the family and ship them off to a hotel someplace for ten days, you know. Yeah. And like you normally do with the Super Bowl. So, I th- I think that is way way bigger than any other factor. It is so less uh, disjoining or uh, disruptive than anything, yeah. you know. Because remember, you take everybody, everybody and everything in an airplane, you ship them to a hotel. And you have the things that you go through for the Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, you can do all those things without having to go through all that uh, turmoil. And it is a tumultuous couple of days to go through that. The coaches, you know, doing their game planning. You're in their offices, not some hotel. And I just think it's a, I think it's a big advantage, to be honest with you.
1: Well, oh, that's interesting,
0: man. That's something now, especially with COVID.
1: Now, you, you know, you're going to take guys down to a hotel, but they really can't do all of that much. They can, you know, they got to be careful where they go, how they do things and so on and so forth. So, yeah, that, that, could, uh, that could be another three points for the odds makers on this one for, for the Buccaneers, definitely.
0: I just think routine is so critical in big games like this. Guys yeah. have a routine they like to go through. And being able to keep somewhat of a routine for the Super Bowl, I think is a big advantage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Coaches. Let's break down the coaches for this one. So we've got, we've got really the two old school guys, so to speak. I think they're I think they're very similar in a lot of ways. And uh, Arians keep saying that, yeah, I figured out, I just let Tom Brady coach now. Well, I I mean, he's, he's being a, a bit, I don't know. Shallow with that one. I think there's more, way more to what he's actually
0: saying, right? Well, I think, I think he's absolutely dead on what he's saying. Because I think in meetings, when they look at the tape together uh, as, a, as an offense, I, I, I would imagine Tom is on the clicker or will interject his thoughts after every play to make mm-hmm. sure everybody's on the same page. Because he knows it better than the guys that are coaching it. And that revelation uh, didn't take very long for him down there. <laughs> you know, and, and whatever however they were doing things, Tom may have had a better way. He said, and at least Arians is smart enough to think, well, okay, well, let's listen to what he's got to say. Go ahead, Tom. And and I think that's helped them a great deal. I mean, who who knows more about what they do than Tom does? Nobody. Right. You know, and he sees it, he has sees it from a different set of eyes. I think it's a real advantage. I think it's very true. And I think it's uh I think it's a real positive thing. Not many guys can do that. You know, uh, that's what they did in Denver too. You know, mm-hmm. and he, he, you know, he, Peyton Manning was there. You know, Peyton Manning had a lot of control over those meetings and, you know, installation and what they ran. I mean, he was very, very instrumental in that.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I, I, it, uh, I don't think that got the same type of press that this is getting. That, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, huh? What, what was that? Not the case? You suspect up in New England?
0: I think they have a. Uh, a way of doing things at new England. That's tried and true. And I think they have a good young co- coordinator up there and they put more time in to, than the players do. Obviously they just do, you grind and grind and grind. I think there was some, in, you know, in meetings with the coordinator, I'm sure Tom and the coordinator would go over things, mm-hmm. but overtly, no, I don't think it was that way at all because that's just not who Bill, that's not his personality. You know, yeah. con- this is how no. we do things. This is just, you know, and you won't <clears throat> make the corrections, but you, you have input into it, but we'll, you know, and that's how we probably did it. Uh, I think it worked pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I hate to ask you this because I hate it when people ask me this, but I have to. Who are you picking?
0: Well, it's hard. Um, I just think uh, Kansas City's just got too much going for them offensively, the weapons they have is, you know, it's just ridiculous from the start, the quarterback, the tight end, mm-hmm. the receivers. I mean, the speed there is just ridiculous. And I think also Spags on defense is innovative. You know, he, he brought some blitzes into the league that the league had never seen before when I was at uh, Detroit and he's never right. got credit for it, but I mean, he's very, very good. And I'm sure he'll have something special for him. I think the X factor for the box is that defense. And they come into this game with that defense and give Tom a little chance, but yeah. I just I don't I'm not real I feel uneasy about their Bucks' ability to hold up and protecting Tom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it feels to me like okay, I like the Bucks defense. I like everything they're doing. Great game plan by Todd Bowles, maybe the perfect game plan. Um, and and Buccaneers offensively got what they needed. They needed Green Bay not to show up in a lot of areas and people didn't show up. So I don't know that you're going to get that same kind of love in a Super bowl. I, I, I don't know. And it, it would take some, some unusual factors for me to slant the game toward the Buccaneers. I, I hate, I hate going against Tom Brady though, but I, I saw some throws late. Like I said, three interceptions in a championship game. You usually don't get away with that.
0: Well, they're late, though, too, you know. I mean, they yeah. were late in the game, and yeah. he'd done damage on them already, and he just kind of – but I think what they did to him when he threw those picks, they were different things he hadn't seen during the game. <clears throat> yeah. There was a little bit of panic, but he has some dumb to him, too, occasionally. He'll yeah. come out and, try and make something happen. He's got no business to him. He's done that all year.
1: Well, he threw one uh, – it was it was to his right. The Bucks were going right to left, and he, it was like he's trying to throw a corner to Evans. Evans got tangled up. And the safety came over, but it was it was going to be a 50-50 ball at best. And the safety came over and took the ball. As soon as he let it go, and I saw the safety off the hash, I said, well, he's got it.
0: Well, so what was happened him. is he's trying to hold the safety, you know, from the end zone cop. He was trying to hold him. He yeah. just didn't hold him well enough. He got yeah. his head over there way too soon, and the safety got the break on it. And I think uh, the key in in the – you know, for uh, Kansas City or their safeties against this and the ability to come downhill on some of those routes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, nope, definitely.
1: All right. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about Aaron Rodgers there. What, what do you think he's going to do? What do you think he wants to do?
0: I'm not sure. I, You know, if it were me, I'd entertain another team that has, uh, you know, that, that has some – a, like what tom did going to buccaneers mm-hmm. you know they've got people you know to win with on the outside and you know they're just not there the green bay packers they're just not you know and to have three maybe even four receivers you know a good sound running game and all that stuff it, there's got to be somebody out there you know you know let's just say the the Something happen with the Rams. I mean, would the Rams be a great spot for him or what? Right. So, uh, you know, something like that where they're just a really a good team with a good complement of people that will help. Yeah, them. he's been the Lone Ranger there for so long. Um, enough's enough.
1: Yeah. Now that would that would be right now. the The question is, can you get the the Packers to bite on Jared Goff? You need some good bait. for Well, that. yeah.
0: I just throw that out there. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that could use him right now. You know, there's yeah.
1: good teams. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly.
0: that have people, you know, to help promote him and, you know, do what he does. So yeah. if, if I'm him, yeah, that's what I would do. I, I'd get out of Dodge because they haven't shown any kind of inclination to help him at a wide receiver. No.
1: You know, this also showed me this weekend that it feels like the AFC is much further along than NFC some way yeah I would,
0: I would but they have been all, all year i think don't yeah. you? the number of good teams and stuff yeah i think i think that's been true all year yeah
1: all right mike fun as always man we got to get out of here all right Ronnie. okay we'll uh we'll be back to in a couple of weeks to wrap up uh the uh, super bowl and uh see how that thing goes All righty. all right but Look okay forward to it take yep. care talk to you later I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. Be sure to join us next Wednesday as we break down Super Bowl 55 between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the defending champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and make sure you hit that subscribe button. Just remember, we're two old pros trying to make you think a little. Be safe and stay healthy, everyone. Run It Again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.